All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast. Uh, welcome back to me. My name is Pierce, and welcome back to Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Hi. Hi, and welcome back to Zach. Hello, Zach. How's it going? How's it going? Good, good. This is like good. a season good. premiere. Yeah, it's summer, <laughs> like, summertime like, podcast, but uh, everyone's hair is different. About. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're all tan. Yeah, yeah. If you could see the the, the video, uh, bronze gods and goddesses here. Um, we just look to, fantastic. Just believe us. It's fine. We'll put up the the video. To, to, no, we will not. No, we will not. <laughs> but uh, plenty of, of UVA athletic related and directly related things for sure uh, to talk about because it's been a while, but I feel like it's been a, a big week or so of news. I think, you know, that sort of kicks off with the, the media day welcome party down in Charlotte and Caroline. I know you were there with the, the rest of Wee. the ACC media folks and some members and uh, certainly coach Mendenhall and you know football is is getting there it's sort of like everybody's trying to enjoy their summer but now we're getting those those little glimpses those those peaks of oh remember football oh you yep. get to go to the games oh remember tailgating oh get excited <laughs> and that's definitely been my I've, I've had like little little pings of oh i have to research fantasy <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's almost football season it's almost august um so that's it's, it's it is almost august yeah, i just sure. want to point out that that's very stressful to me yeah. is that it's almost yeah. august for sure hey. so uh darns tell us about uh your time in charlotte and uh I think, you know, maybe maybe we're sort of talking about not the biggest news. So we'll get into maybe conference realignment uh, stuff oh, in yeah. a minute because that that's blown up this Ugh. week. But it was all yeah. after the media day stuff. So uh, let's oh, preface man. some of that with like before the conference realignment craziness. What, what's yeah. everybody talking about? Well, it was fun, first of all, to be like interviewing people in person again. It's the first time that we have been able to like, even though they set up these little like weird so basically how it's all set up is you have a big stage in the main auditorium or whatever main room where you raise your hand and someone brings you a microphone and you ask a question and it's you know the coaches and the players come through whatever and then they go into breakout rooms so you got three little tables and but they had these little like you know it was like trying to get into a fancy vip section of a club so they didn't want you to get within six feet of the players or coaches i get look i get it yeah, I get yeah. It. so uh, I was just like, so it was nice. It, it was almost back to normal, normal, but gotcha. there's still nice reminders that, you know, it's not quite there. Um, so yeah, Virginia brought obviously Coach Mendenhall and then Joey Blunt, uh, Brennan Armstrong and Keaton Thompson. It was awesome to get to talk to them. Um, but yeah, the big topics like in the main room that like literally everyone was getting and stuff that dominated was obviously um, COVID and coming off of the COVID season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also tied in with how vaccinated are people, uh, which was a big topic of discussion for the whole for the whole two days it was a two-day event um and then also a lot of nil talk um right and it was interesting because virginia honestly you know someone asked keaton thompson about it actually it was a really great question so i was like you're you were 99 like if you thought about you know branding stuff and doing like 99 problems type thing and he was like "Hmm, (laughs) (laughs) he got a laugh i think he enjoyed it but um, he, I've got 99 problems, it. but my oil changes aren't one. That's beautiful. Like, I hope so. That's all I want. Like, that's literally all I want from this. Or like, I really missed. I think we missed a Braxton Key opportunity. Just I'm gonna stick to oh, that yeah. with like Browns Key, yeah. Browns Key and Lock. Like, really could have done so much with that. But it's um, not too late, you know. 
<laughs> but now it's like it would have been legal you're out the there listening giving him a call <laughs> exactly but keaton was like look um well, there you go his name's keaton uh, come on oh shit <laughs> <laughs> We get Kihei and Keaton out right. here. We, we can't come up with any more ideas that we have to start trying. Yeah, we got, seriously. So, yeah. This, this that one was free, Browns. Right. Uh, next one you got. Next one you got to pay. You got to pay a consulting fee. Um, but he was a lot of it for him was like, look, I've got school, I've got football. Like I haven't really focused on it. I haven't thought about it really. Um, and that was kind of the vibe I got from all three of them. That it wasn't that it was something that they were happy about. That it was like, oh, this is nice. Like, this is a good opportunity. This is you know something that we can. But that it wasn't a pressing something to right. that they were spending a ton of time like oh i have to go find sponsors so that was like a really interesting look into it because i think so many people talking heads whatever you want to say the discourse around it was that this was going to be such a distraction and that it was going to cause all these issues in the locker room and um i mean i'm not saying those things can't happen or haven't happened anywhere but it was kind of like ref- not refreshing even that still seems but it was you know the actual kids dealing with it or players dealing with it I shouldn't say kids or grown adults um are kind of like yeah it's cool like if i have some time i'll look into it and see what's up like it's not mm-hmm. dominating you know there's the subset of people that are like all they're going to care about is themselves and the money they can make now and I, I didn't get that vibe at all um really from any of the players that i heard answer the question but um and then you know I, i'm really happy that one carla williams and uva as a whole and jim ryan are taking vaccinations very seriously and that it's something sure. that they're not only encouraging, but publicly encouraging. And I think, and it, for UVA requiring students to get vaccinated before coming to school. Um, and that they're over 90%, I think vaccinated and that Bronco. So student athletes are over 90%. Right. Bronco said everyone on his team that was, that could get it, got it. And the ones that haven't have an approved medical or religious waiver. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's about as good as uh, you could you could ask for, and and yeah. I don't think the student body yet is quite that high um, overall at UVA, but it's certainly very high, and it is mandated um, for yeah. for the students returning to grounds. Um, so, you know, we, we it's sort of knock on wood and hope for the best, right? Like it, it, everybody's excited to go back to the games. Um, I'm curious because we haven't seen the 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 hard line that the NFL drew and there's, there's a difference between college players still and and professional athletes playing for a private entity still, but uh, you know, there's nothing preventing college football from saying if your team can't play because of COVID, then it's a forfeit. Like that doesn't violate anything, you know, we just haven't seen I think the ACC is close. Yeah. Yeah. Because so Jim Phillips, the new commissioner spoke and he actually, he beat Swafford's record day one came for the crown when it came to length of opening statement. (laughs) See, no one follows this, but you (laughs) media elites. I know. It's not something anyone's like, I remember those Swafford press conference. Like over under profits. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're sitting there eating breakfast going, all right, over under. And I thought he was going to like kind of get in say a few things like 15 minutes that was i was like 15 minutes i think that's where we're gonna be at and uh no he smoked it he went for 25 uh and i mean he hit all sorts of stuff um and some of it you know like it was a lot of it's just new commissioner speak i get like he's Mm -hmm. you know here's the challenge it was pretty awesome i'm not gonna lie the whole time i have to be like oh and there's all these ACC championships and Virginia won two national championships so coming in after that where you're like oh no prayer no that's cool all right awesome um, happy to carry but, the conference 
except for Clemson yeah, football, again, gosh. which um, of course is the most important thing. Whatever, that's not important. Yeah, they're fine. Virginia too, Cross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that's what I really care about. There were definitely some football people that were like, does anyone even watch that? And you're like, hey, 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 hey. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's, I think that it is going to get to, because right now, and, and this was David Teal's line of questioning at the, um, and he wrote a great story about it at, at Media Day was, you know, at what point it, do you consider this a competitive advantage at this point to have a uh, vaccinated team? And it be. is, be, yeah, because like, and it's not saying that nothing, that you guarantee nothing can happen because obviously right. we understand reasonably we're reasonable, smart adults that have done our own research and listened actual research not like done our own research never say done our own <laughs> done our own listen to the experts listen to the cdc and doctors yeah. we've listened to the experts and know that the Delta at least i'm not is... reading medical journals i don't mean to speak for youtube but... yeah listen <laughs> i found a meme on facebook right. that said <laughs> no but you look at it and it's anything can happen with the variants we don't exactly you know more people got vaccinated we wouldn't be whatever okay fine um but in that sense like if you're not having to go through the same protocols that you did last year with testing and the rigorous yeah. separations and the masks and all the stuff that was so physically and mentally draining for these players like yeah. that's 100 percent a competitive advantage and then if you need any other proof you just look at nc state from college world series which I just, it's shocking to me that their football team isn't at 100%. Like, I, I just don't know how you yeah. can, honestly, that every football team isn't. When you look what happened to a very good team that worked really hard to get to the pinnacle of their sport and did not get to compete because they did not have available players based on pre preventable things. Right. Uh, I just, no, it's so horrible. It, it, yeah. yeah. And not only that, on top of all that, the bigger baseline underlying thing is you don't want your players getting sick right. <laughs> with a respiratory disease right. that you don't know the long-term impact. So, I mean, all of these things kind of add up. And so uh, I think it will, they were waiting, I think, to see some of the variant, more data on the variant and like all mm. that sort of, I'm not sure. I don't know. They have like a panel that decides these things. Um, people but I think that research. it will, <laughs> people who have done the research, uh, <laughs> they don't have extra dates built into the calendar. So yeah. I think that the end result mm. has to be, it goes down as a loss for the team that has to not play because of COVID. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, 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 you know, as we keep saying, it's nice to feel closer to normal, but I'm, you know, I know the three of us know most people listening know like things aren't normal and, and things no. can still uh, get very dangerous very quickly. It is just nice that hopefully we continue in, in, in the direction towards normal. And uh, yeah. that's very exciting for the fall. So um, Zach, what, you know, in your mind, what are some of these questions football wise maybe let's like keep it at that um you know clemson and the however many little dwarves is that it again for <laughs> acc what do you what are you curious about conference wise before we get into what will the conferences look like but but the actual football coming up yeah i mean i i'm excited to see the coastal again i mean i think you know last year was was what it had to be but it, it's going to be nice to you know defend the coastal crown i guess you could say uh <laughs> yeah, sort of back, back to the lacrosse back to back um yeah. and, and so I, i'm excited to see that i guess that'll just... count yeah i'm saying yeah, <laughs> that doesn't right? count yeah that's fine um and, and you know i you know obviously the coastal is the coastal and it's it always provides a good amount of entertainment no matter if your team's in it or not but um I, i'd say that that's sort of what i'm what i'm looking out for to see that the divisions again 
Yeah, for sure. And, and UVA is not picked to finish very high uh, in the in the coastal. It seems I think the media said uh, the media said fifth, but <laughs> mostly media. you know Athlon, uh, Sporting News, etc. <laughs> like those, those places that do. Um, you know, in depth previews. The real that, people. Right, that, no, so I will say, I will say. Listen, it's one of them voted for UVA to win the whole conference. So like, <laughs> I'm supposed that, to believe these, this much. collection of it's people. Yeah, there's sort things of or, voted for Georgia Tech too. Yeah, like, come what? on. Uh, the, I will say from talking to friends and colleagues at the entire thing, so many people came up to me and they're like, what's the how do you feel what's the deal with virginia how do you feel about virginia what's the deal like what's going on no yeah and a lot of people so the way that majority of the people i've talked to and people that i trust that i interact with a ton or whatever um a lot i mean carolina is out obviously the outright favorite but you can tell that by some of the voting and all that stuff and you know sure it's weird for virginia fans i think because virginia has beaten them for four years like it's just kind of and i'm not (laughs) saying like you know not gonna what i'm not saying that that's like you just write, but it's again anyway, for Virginia fans like what they're not even that good like but Carolina has been doing just having their way with the other teams for the most part so Florida State too which is weird but whatever that's <laughs> on paper they're they're very easily the favorite I think. Yeah. yeah and Miami's doing Miami things where it's the U and the U is back and they've got dear King who's who's good and he's healthy now let you know that's he's had time to recover um and so that's like those two are generally like okay one and two like that's locked in for most people. And then there's that chunk of Virginia, Virginia Tech and Pitt where people are like, I have no idea. Can somebody tell me what they're going to do? Um, and I'm, I'm not sure why. I mean, part of it's like how many yards gave Virginia gave up defensively, um, especially in the secondary. That was a big point of conversation. And to Joey Blunt's credit, when you know I asked him a question about how much you just put that behind you and say like, COVID year, it's done you know we had injuries we have new people back how much do you use it as motivation how what's the balance there and he's like yeah you know i saw like someone put us at last in the acc prediction wise for this year and he's like you know i don't he's like i don't necessarily agree but you have to say that we earned it like and i was like that is such a mature yeah and i was like that's a very mature way of looking at like that's a way that they're like we think that we will be better this year, but there's no question in anyone's mind that they earned that spot in last place because of the yards they gave up. And and right. he's like, we're not going to make excuses. We did have injuries. I was injured. We had a, you know, and we right. got some new pieces and whatever else. And so I, I think that that's a big question mark that's standing out for people. And then I don't know. There's just not, I don't know. I just don't think a lot of people necessarily trust Brennan that much, which feels weird to me because I actually think that I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I think he's going to be really good. And I don't know like where, cause second year quarterbacks yeah, that, right. have generally done much better mm-hmm. under Bronco and Jason Beck. And he said at one point, he was like, I'm comfortable. Like I've, I'm at the point where I don't feel like I have to learn the offense anymore. Yeah, I can now fully focus and my focus has been learning the defense. And uh, so it's just like, I can now get much better at my craft and reading what other defenses are giving me. And the dude definitely does not like confidence. So I just think like there's a good O-line coming back. So there are question marks, running back, wide receivers. Um, Using running backs. (laughs) (laughs) Trying running backs. (laughs) No, I mean, I know they Virginia could be the one that messes up everyone's stuff. So it wasn't necessarily that they think Virginia is going to be fifth and just be terrible. It was more like, they had to put those three teams in some sort of order and that's yeah. just kind of how it should go and I, honestly i just don't trust Pitt yet 
Like until they make a good call on fourth and one from the goal line, like I don't know if I'm going to put them anywhere above that. It was a weird year for a ton of reasons. It was a, we- yeah. a weird year in the results too for the Who's. I mean, you know, before I looked it up, I'm saying that like, gosh, I know they lost to the Hokies, and other than that, I don't remember really anything. I know they beat UNC, and I know yeah. they lost to the Hokies. I don't really remember their record or what happened, um, just because I'm trying to forget that whole year for, for non-football-related reasons, uh, for being stuck inside forever reasons, but, you know, to re- if, if you're listening, agreeing with me in, in this, they beat Duke to start the year 38-20. We're all like, all right, all right, you know, <laughs> COVID, no fans, but football still beating Duke. Then they got, you know, smacked around by Clemson, which we expected. Yeah. But they lost. They dropped the, the following three games to NC State, Wake Forest, and Miami. So we're all sitting there going one and four. Of course, those four are all, you know, no one's getting mad in a, a micro sense at each of those games. Uh, but one and four is unacceptable. So yeah, and you have the, the injury here? to Brennan first half right. of the NC State game, which then he oh, didn't and play before the he got game. let's be I mean that's that's I was gonna say about Brennan is he had some highs. The lows is how he yeah. looked pre-injury in that NC State yeah. game. I mean, you yeah. remember they, he gets injured, comes out, and they look better, you know, because we were sitting there scratching our heads, like, what has <laughs> gone on with Armstrong this game? So, you know, he had some low lows earlier in yeah. the season, and that oh, might he definitely be made some dumb mistakes. thinking of you know what i mean like in yeah. consistency yeah. he had some high highs too he played he played his uh butt off in in some of those games particularly you know that unc win and that's how they rebounded out of the losing streak with a 44 yeah. 41 win in the south's oldest rivalry rattled off louisville abilene christian boston college wins uh, that bc game again BC game i mean they put up 43 points um but then dropped uh, a, a, sl- a slog a slog fest I, it's not a slug fest it, it was sort of a, sl- a slog a of a game against the Hokies a so turd of a game against a slog the fest um, two mediocre commonwealth teams in the <laughs> commonwealth cup but yeah I, you know I think we'll get into more schedule predictions as we get closer to the year and things like that it's it's a really interesting preseason for both Virginia and Virginia Tech because a lot of question marks are out there. A lot could go either way. And a lot sort of hinges on this year for both programs. The Fuente hot seat is obvious. If they have a down year, you know, they're, they're probably firing their coach. I don't think that's the case in Charlottesville, barring some sort of craziness. But Zach, I mean, you, you agree with what I'm saying here. Like there's, there's a lot of the, the, the hinges on this year uh, for both these programs. Yeah, so you almost root for Tech to like be mediocre and just keep <laughs> so Fuente keep around. Fuente. Just like be like you know a game below 500 right. you know no, it's I back mean, to the uh don't fire com yeah days where that website i remember that by hokies because they wanted the mediocre coach to stay in trouble back were you like three when that happened <laughs> <laughs> it was dial-up you're, internet and, no. you were being told what the internet was yeah. i heard stories about that in middle school but, yeah. when I was young. but i think oh, you're right zach i mean then again you know while uva did break the week. The, yep. the streak against Fuente, they haven't beat them otherwise. So, you know, it, it could be worse in, in Blacksburg, though I'm sure they don't see it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say, so I, I did also like that the way that Bronco talks about this season is re- was really interesting. Like he said that, because mm. he's been here five years, which is kind of crazy. Um, definitely feeling old, but it's, uh, you know, he had four years. He called that act one. And then he's like, I'm not going to say COVID was the intermission, 
<laughs> but it's like a little bit of like a just a weird reset year where it's like sure what was that year and so he's like we, we look at it like we're entering act two of like where we want to take this and how we want to build and and i thought that was like a really interesting um and i one of the you know we've mentioned keaton a couple times but he's kind of a wild card for me like sure i, I don't know what he was excited about the way they were going to use him um he seemed you know, they've talked, but he's still listed as, as quarterback wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know if the QB part of things is actually still something. That's, right. Because you know, right, right. I thought I heard that that wasn't like he was no longer a quarterback. He was just doing other doing other stuff, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, he's moved on. But he mm-hmm. he said he's like he had a lot and people people aren't going to like this, but he had a lot of high praise for an eye <laughs> and was saying like, the man's like super creative and he's mm-hmm. got a great football mind. And he's like, he's like, we're, we're running plays that I've never seen in football before. And so when you say stuff like that, I'm like, let's go. Well, I think I, it's hard to argue against Robert and I has tried to run an offense that puts the talented players, you know, in space with the ball. Yeah. Like I think he does do, try, does try to, to play to the team's office. Obviously he's called games that I thought he'd call, call poorly. He's called playing games. That I thought he called perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like I, I can see that in a nice offense that they would have this yeah. gadget player to try crazy stuff. Um, I, you know, I just would like to see some Jordan Ellis up the middle type play. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe we see that more. So Mike Collins is back. I don't know how many of you follow closely the Instagram, the football Instagram account, but he no, looks like he's know. in uh, pretty good shape. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and Tala Pop is the guy, like, you're absolutely right. Like, he's not the guy that's going to, he's a finesse runner. He's not that bowling ball of the middle, even if they've tried but he's to use also him their goal that way line back, you know, because right. he, and he, he, but he does couple. great. Yeah. yeah, he does great. I think he's a really good goal line back. He's been successful. Mm-hmm. They've done well. They've done much better in pre last year and the year before than they did the previous three seasons, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They still sometimes like to get us to like third and two and really mess with you, um, like third and goal, whatever from the two yard line <laughs> to make it to make it clear. <laughs> uh, but so I think that there he's a guy to me though that is the like exact thing that Virginia football coaches want in the sense that he will never stop working to improve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, sure. And so he's That's he, why again, he gets that like, playing time. I mean, that, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that he's a guy that is going to put in some really good, and we, you know, what are we going to get from Mike Collins? Uh, not Mike Collins, I said Mike Collins, Ronnie Walker Jr. Who only got to play in four games right. because the waiver and then getting COVID or right. he was sick. I can't, I don't know. I don't know. Sure, whatever. Um, but you know, he had, didn't get those reps and didn't get the stuff that we expected. And so it's almost like having him as a new transfer as well to the position group. So I'm not as, I think that it's very fair to have questions there. I'm not as like, there's no running backs, like freaking out as maybe I no, was just, before I thought about them. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just what, how are they going to use them? That's, right. that's fair. Uh, and I research. think the other guy who's apparently going to be outstanding is Jelani Woods. Right. Um, and he's it not only, but not that they necessarily need him in the running game, like because they do return the best offensive line, like in the conference, um, which is going to be a huge, because that was what we, what 
Bryce struggled with, right? Oh yeah. He didn't yeah. have as, as good yeah, of a, as an offensive line. For Virginia yeah. is is like we haven't seen in a long, yeah. long time in depth and talent. Um and yeah. uh, hopefully it leads to consistency. I mean, if you're listening, if you don't know who Jelani Woods is, just in case, uh it, this is a transfer uh tight end coming in from Oklahoma yeah. State. So much like Tony Poljan came in as a transfer and made a name for himself. Um, you know, it's a great He's opportunity for him to come in as an upperclassman. <laughs> and yeah. all reports so far seem to be glowing so uh, yeah like that he's super fast great hands just electric um and i think you know this is also where where there have been question marks <laughs> i almost um, said we like tight ends here at virginia and that sentence is, <laughs> I, you know we can click I mean, that yeah, it <laughs> now i did say <laughs> it so, yeah. yeah so it's good <laughs> tell us about tight ends <laughs> <laughs> like but Marcus Higgins doesn't get enough credit. I don't think, you know, I, I'm not yeah. as worried as I would have been maybe three, four years ago about who's going to step up because they've somehow made, like, it, obviously you want to have Lavelle Davis. Like you, right. yeah. that's, you know, you want to have him out there. Billy Kemp is not the guy that's going to, you know, go up in a crowd and come down with it on a 35 yard reception, but he is the guy that will be there for you every seven, eight, 11 yard pickup mm-hmm. and we'll have seven or eight catches in a game and all of them will go for first down. So, you know, it's, you know, Rashawn Henry is going to be outstanding. Dontavian Wicks is a guy who didn't play last year. So right. there are options. And Which, I think that yeah. again, yeah. So it's, I think where there are questions are fair. I'm not as panicky about the complete lack of whatever. Um, I will, I'm curious how to see the defensive line. Yeah. We haven't talked about the defense <laughs> <laughs> linebackers, not worried secondary. Sorry. They brought in a couple worried. guys. Transfers. <laughs> they brought, you know, secondary. Until I see reason not to worry, I'm going to worry. Also about true. The <laughs> They're taking a page out of Lars Tiffany's book by bringing in, uh, you know, D two FC FCS. Is that the right one? Yes, FCS champion, North right. Dakota State. He's won two in a row, I think, two or three. Just like Lars just bringing Charlie in Charlie Bertrand. Bertrand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed guaranteed champion <laughs> very similar athletes yeah yeah so and a kid we, from louisville he seems nice yeah he seems nice <laughs> good glad to hear it all right well let's talk a little bit about the the stuff that's on everybody's uh tweets and minds um uh, you know as far as football goes and the the grand scheme of things so uh the college realignment with the news of oklahoma and texas uh applying to join the sec that's, what if they I said think, no now how funny would that be step, <laughs> right yeah uh, as if it's not already been done this is just a long con yeah. this is them giving them a swirly there's just we got you suckers <laughs> something t- different about this phase of realignment craziness than the previous two because i think the the immediate reaction for most people is all right now what's the actual end game and that can go in a few different ways, but it seems to me that the prevailing theory is the end game is super conference that breaks away from the NCAA or some sort of agreement and merging of the top whatever teams that they get all the money and no one else does. You know, I don't, like, yeah. I don't have to follow NCAA, double, NCAA rules. My question to you guys is um, why are more people talking about how horrible that would be? And yeah, mainly, suck. I mean this in the the under the impact of every other college sport. Its impact of right. football seems inevitable, 
but no one's really talking about the fallout that that could have uh, on other sports. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, if, if UVA, and let me preface this, you guys probably don't agree. I don't think <laughs> UVA would get left out of, of some sort of amalgamation of the top. And I think the strength in the other sports is a big reason for that. Um, if they got left out of the football and like the world changes and now there are only 40 good football teams in college and the rest all take a step back. It looks like Dartmouth games, you know, or whatever, like they still have teams. I'm I'm serious. You know, like it's, it's like those schools no longer get the funding. And so they don't have the funding to put in. It's a totally different sport than this top tier of, of what becomes D one on NCAA football. I don't know that happens. I, I, I don't really, that's fine just don't impact my basketball yeah. <laughs> you know like i want i like football i'm i'm i i root obviously in podcasts you know and root very hard about the who's and want them to be good it is not going to ruin my life if college football for the who's isn't here so i think i'm probably in the minority as far as people listening to this and people on this blog which is fine but that's where i'm coming from i'm saying like don't ruin everything else for the sake of making more money and i don't know how you can reconcile not ruining it it seems inevitable that that's what's going to happen and that that's going to have a severe impact on the other sports so i know this is all hypothetical still but am i wrong in thinking that it's inevitable i don't know i think the the, one of the questions i have is what the soon to be big eight versus you know formerly known as the big 12 Oh. <laughs> it's gonna do um and you know they're that's why it's kind of like they either have to i don't know that's i don't know what you do oh man it seems, i don't it, know yeah it seems like it's going to be four 16 team conferences that's sort of what everyone jumps into but there are a lot of questions of like why would the big 10 necessarily need 16 teams and not yeah uh, what they're rocking with now like you get it for the acc the pac-12 who knows but the, <laughs> the other side of that it's the pac-12's new slogan pac-12 who knows knows? (laughs) the other side of that coin is that it's not necessarily making these conferences the four big ones if we assume the big 12 fizzles a little bit away it's not necessarily making them all equal in number it's the idea that the more they uh coalesce around each other get together make agreements that there is a chance to sort of unify this product uh, and if they become outside the NCA, then obviously that comes with um, them making their own rules. And if they say within the NCA, it's some sort of bargaining that like, listen, mm-hmm. us 36, us 40 or whatever it is, uh, you know, 64 teams, if, if it really came to, to 4, 16, we're just going to do what we want to do. Football, I don't care if we play William & Mary. I don't care if we play akron um you know that's okay it makes sense for football but if it impacts basketball scheduling and and especially all these other sports where they're they're dependent on on playing you know look at lacrosse like like playing denver playing these teams playing loyola playing these teams outside of this potential super conference if they're outside the ncaa that has to end right and if they're inside the ncaa then how are they pulling that off like if they're staying inside the ncaa i don't know i don't know if it's gonna go i know none of us have any of these answers but it um, at least yeah at least not a not immediately by any means right i mean it's it's 
I don't know. I mean, (laughs) tomorrow news. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, and who's to say why it wouldn't? I mean, you know, you read quotes. uh, One AD said the NCAA is already dead. They just aren't acting like it yet. Like the the writing's on the wall. They know that they have no leverage for these schools that have leverage. It's funny that it's happening all during this um, image likeness uh, negotiation. It's not really necessarily related, but it's sort of the same conversation. Like this is our product, but we're, we're going to, use it in the free market it's just the schools now right right yeah and it's also the it's all of these things hand in hand so it's exactly what you said like it's kind of like this overhaul with the ncaa that's going on that's mm-hmm. dealing with nil and the changes that are there there's transfer rule changes um there's this 12 true, team true. potential playoff and that to me is so if we if we want to look more immediate when people are like okay we're scrounging are we gonna it's the acc gonna try and take any teams if you take them what do you what are you focusing on, you know, market share wise or how many streaming, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it is. This is all about, this is none of it's about tradition or who they want to play or whatever. It's all about. Oh, that's all r- gone. Market that's all it's just money. Yeah, no. yeah it's just yeah. money. Like and you, can, it, and it's, you can care about traditions and rivalries if you want, uh, but it's futile. Like that yeah. they've already decided that that doesn't matter. So. And, and it, yeah. And so I look at it and that's to me, the ACC, I hate that. Just in last year, it sucks as last year plays into it. And I think that the ACC might end up getting a little bit used by mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> the only real thing that you could try and force them into a conference would be you have to win a conference. Like if you win your conference, right, right. you have automatic yeah, qualifier right. into this. And if you don't play in a conference, you don't have any sort of whatever. Like they could try, like they, but I think that Notre Dame guys, like on the pan, on the decision-making board for this whole thing so it's not going to happen you know what i mean like so that's where you I look at it too yeah. where you're like ah well that's let that option yeah. i don't know <laughs> what a mistake and so it was like this because really notre dame will say that they bailed out the acc last year i think i think both it was it was yeah. beneficial for both parties mm-hmm. but i do think that the acc kind of overplayed their hand a little bit in the sense that like they could the acc yeah, ACC could have handled, could have had a season without Notre Dame. Right, they they should. The have opposite is not true. Gotten something I don't from think. them. Right, exactly. Yeah, they should have been like, okay, yeah, you can join, but only forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> so, lifetime contract. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like only yeah, permanently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, and I think you but, know yeah. the the distinction you made right, and and that I echoed about money being the only thing that matters like that is inevitable right like Mm -hmm. that that's how the world works unfortunately um that's how these decisions now are being made whether you would say unfortunately or fortunately that's the truth so in my mind i i would hate this right i would hate hate it but you know what the the smart thing to do if your uva is is join the big 10 I'm sorry. I would rather, I would hate I would it rather join I don't the want SEC. To see, Is that weird? I don't. Well, yeah, I, I would too, but I um I don't think that's an option. Um, it, and it, it's clear, at least historically, the Big Ten has been an option. And who's to say if it is now or not? We don't know. But you know, all this hypothetical anyway. I don't want UVA in the Big Ten. But once we let go of the idea that tradition and college football right. or the majesty of it matters at all, because it doesn't. And if it matters to you, that's fine. It matters to me. I like that stuff, of course, too. But it doesn't matter what I like. <laughs> you know, that's not what's going to impact the money. 
the smart move if you're Carla, if you're Jim Ryan, if you're the BO yeah. is and I'm sure they're already having the conversation whether it's going Probably. to go that way or not. I'm sure they know if it's an option or going too soon is join the Big Ten. So the only team, the only two teams, I think there's only two teams I have any interest or that I think would that I would be like, oh, fun game in the Big Ten, and it's Wisconsin and Michigan. Those are only two, maybe Michigan State for basketball, but I don't want to play them every year. Like those are only two where I'm really where looking I was, forward to those Minnesota trips. And... Like, well, I don't want a part. Like, and look, Ohio I've been State, like Minneapolis. Like... You know, I have great memories of Minneapolis. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> like, you all seem nice. I just it, it, for me, that's the tradition part, and I just don't have any like because at least yeah. I don't know what I don't know why Michigan. Michigan, I don't know whatever, but Wisconsin, I feel like I don't know who's Tony's. Yeah, Tony. well, you get too many of those games. Virginia and Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, it'd be horrible. And yeah. so that's where that I joked about, but I'm dead serious. I would one hundred percent rather take Maryland back and oh, oh. shit. So yeah, let's bring yeah. let's bring South Carolina back. Because here's the thing, those are actual rivals. No, that you know would I mean? be like, great. No. It'd be and my I hate that I care so much about this aspect of it, but I'm like, I don't want to play against I don't want to add anybody that doesn't have a damn men's lacrosse team. <laughs> that's where i'm at at this yeah. point because everything no, else here's the thing about the acc and this is very like chanting acc at the end of a game type thing and i get <laughs> that like i you know i'm the one that like i'm not going to root for duke just because they're playing someone outside of you know right. acc basketball in the tournament whatever i'm not going to root for tech ever it's fine but for me i'm like the acc is good or good enough at everything mm-hmm. right like right Football, like yes, it's Clemson carrying yeah, everybody. Fake sports that Stanford and the Olympians play, but other than that. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> the ACC has elite soccer, both men's and women's. Like we don't need we bringing in a good like soccer team that like West Virginia has a great women's soccer team, and that would be kind of fun. But like it's not something that Virgi- that the ACC needs to bolster anything. Mm-hmm. They've got the best like college lacrosse men's and women's programs right now they've got really good basketball the you know bringing in like maybe a good women's basketball team here and there would be great yeah. got really good baseball like i just I'm, don't see like, what i'm do just we laughing because none of that matters wrestling? right no i understand that but i'm saying <laughs> no, I know this you is know. the caroline I'm, I'm, list exactly. this is the caroline yeah, yeah. list of teams that when people are like yeah. bring in cincinnati <laughs> i don't know what it is when people say i'm like why <laughs> no, no. For, i don't want to play cincinnati <laughs> yeah, yeah what no 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 the only hope play, for the and ACC I don't play is... Houston I don't want to play SMU yeah. like and again this is there's something wrong with those schools I don't hate those schools I don't think they're horrible right. I'm just that's the Caroline like I grew up watching ACC basketball and it was hard enough for me to accept Pitt and BC you guys everyone chill out I can't handle the change can't deal with and it there's no struggling right there's now. no benefit to getting to 16 teams for the sake of getting to 16 teams that doesn't impact and 100%. like i was saying the big 10 doesn't really necessarily need to add any teams of course right. they would take notre dame and i think they if if unc and uva said hey we, we want part of that bigger pile of money yeah. can we join the big 10 would say yes but um to to your point if if you're looking at what can the ACC do that is actually beneficial and maybe makes my doom and gloom prediction that the only smart move is to join the Big Ten for Virginia, not the case. It's getting Notre Dame to join officially yeah. in football. However, they have absolutely no leverage to, and they yeah, did no, last year. Yeah, and they yeah. blew it. <laughs> and they were like, they were like the nice, like the the girl who's got a crush on someone that's like, no, no, I'll totally come pick you up at the airport. I'll totally come pick you up at the airport. And then you like think that it's gonna like make a difference in your relationship. And they're like, well, thanks. Oh, can you like also pick up my girlfriend? You're like, what? 
<laughs> Horrible got, analogy. But you know what I'm saying. Lost I mean, in like, metaphor, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. Exactly <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs> it's just kind of like you do this nice thing. They were way like, too yeah, excited. Yeah, they're totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're totally gonna there's, like pay me back trap. for this. Is that a? Ki- I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's. <laughs> Like, Zach Shiggy is. I don't, I don't know what that means. That was inappropriate. I don't know. Um, Zach, tell, <laughs> tell me your thoughts, Zach, on on this on this conference shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Not on thirst traps, unless you want to tell me what that is. So I use it correctly. <laughs> oh what about UConn, Zach? You like UConn? Oh, God. <laughs> it's a cool stadium they have. No, um... no it is not. <laughs> they do serve beer though which is good <laughs> that's something um, that we can all get on board with but it's just ridiculously chaotic at this point. like it just mm. you, there's no no one knows where which way this is going and i know like the, the idea of the super conference obviously like eventually down the line with just where head you know heads are at money wise but i mean it's hard to keep track of to a certain extent um but I mean, the ACC, like, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm with Caroline in the sense that, like, <clears throat> I grew up loving the ACC. And, like, I grew up watching, like, college across when it was Virginia, Maryland, UNC, and Duke. And, you know, like, the, like to bring Maryland back, like, that would make me excited for lacrosse just in the selfish way that we would have those five teams. Um well, no, with Notre Dame. And six. I hate that six. idea so much. Yes. I, I do too, but it, you know, it, that's something would, like because it has that hate, you're like, yes, they're back. But they won't like, come exactly. back anyway because the Big Ten's paying them much better. So it's well, probably get, irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. But, like, this would have to be like they get this would have to be like a multi team trade, like in baseball. Yeah, whatever, we'll give you Boston like, College. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the ACC gets Maryland. And South Carolina gives up, you know, they don't, you know, yeah. they give up a team, you know, Texas do you, A&M. Do you think goes, the SEC randomly, well. we just have Cal in the ACC. Would the SEC trade <laughs> us the Gamecocks if we gave them Miami? See, that's the question. So those are the questions where it's like, would you trade, would you trade Miami or Florida State first? No, you got to keep FSU. Miami. F- I think FSU is yeah. trying to get out hard. Am I just for Leonard Hamilton? Just, for, just for Leonard Hamilton. Oh, I do love Leonard Hamilton. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's that's the stuff where it's like I don't know how that's going to shake out. I will say to the idea of a super super group, um, I I think that Virginia has enough cred and leverage and attend and like not, prestige yeah. sounds like way too like mm, prestige. Snotty, yeah. Like yeah, like I'm in my top hat and my monocle saying it, but I, I think that they get invited. I think that think people like us enough. That's like jackets and cigars. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Like uh, I know we're all yeah. UVA homers, but on paper, uh, objectively, yeah. UVA is is a. That's why I'm saying the Big Ten. If they're looking at schools that had UVA is on the short list for sure. So, oh, 100 um, and, and look and ugh, i just ugh, i don't want to do it at all like at all um <laughs> i think it would be it would not be a solo bolt i think yeah. you would see like a unc uva go together and if that yeah. happens like if you keep a couple of those like rivalries together yeah because look here's the thing like just take tech with like this. <laughs> virginia, virginia used to be in the sec and so did a whole bunch of these schools they were like this is like back like and they were initial the southern conference ACC, the yeah. southern conference yeah, yeah. and like yeah. that when they so this is all stuff that it feels like um 
this is like streaming services all branching <laughs> out and then people being like what we should do is consolidate right, right, right. one place where i get all of right. these for one bill and like we've reinvented cable <laughs> right. like i feel like we're reinventing the super group and like maybe not in our lifetime maybe when we're 80 and still doing this we'll be like well remember when we were in the Atlantic <laughs> we're doing it again like whatever um at that point zach will only be 50 so it's great yeah, yeah. yeah that's true <laughs> Um, well, let me d- definitively say I don't want Virginia to join the Big Ten and would hate yeah, it. And like really, all I want—I mean, you guys keep saying lacrosse. All I want is <laughs> Raycom midweek oh, conference basketball games, you know, against. And you're like, oh yeah, Wake Forest is the thing. <laughs> you know, stuff like uh, that's what I would oh, miss is, is is impact Poor on Wake basketball Forest. for sure. But I was just gonna say, like, you know, who's worried right now? Or, like, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> The whole point is you got to the only way that you win this game is by letting go of caring yeah. about anything that isn't money. And that's because the game sucks because <laughs> the game is just <laughs> make the most money. And clearly sports blockers were not wired that way. <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to be making, I'm supposed to be making money? That's why we don't feel that way. There's, there's comm school kids listening going, no, he's right. And yeah. uh, that's, <laughs> that's why we listen to his podcast about sports. Yeah. We're not. This is a whole class of Darden. The goal right. is to make money. Cool. Oh. So ruining the world, uh, money and ruining our college football. But we'll see. <laughs> Anyhow, we're we're back now. Uh, the, you know, the summers bring us a lot of stuff that, that we need to talk about. Um, but uh, we'll save that for next week. Olympics. I know we've got so much Olympics going on. Yeah. Do tune in to uh, watch the Who's continuing to crush uh, in swimming, um, continuing to participate in soccer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to go crush <laughs> yet. Yeah, we'll see. They're, they're in the knockout round. Um, and they're captain by why, but we'll see. There's a lot of UVA connections. Um, follow that at streaking. Mike Toby is crushing com. it. Yeah, Slovenia yeah. for the gold. I think we're all behind for sure. Um, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll be back soon to talk about a lot of that, a lot more of the preseason football stuff, and also get into some of the recruiting uh, for football because that timeline has bounced around recently and now become a little more active than uh, your Zoom meeting recruiting <laughs> that we dealt with uh, for the past year. So uh, until then, thank you uh, for listening. And thanks for Zach and Caroline for joining me for everybody at the blog. I'm Pierce. Catch you next week. Go who's. 